hopes and our dreams to Jesus. A friend that sticks closer than a brother. A friend that is listening in times of need. And a friend who is all powerful, who has the ability to orchestrate the details of our lives in such a way that all things are working together for our good and for God's glory. We're getting ready to step into one of the greatest opportunities you and I have this morning, and that's to approach the Holy of Holies, the King of Kings, with boldness, bringing our needs before him. At this time, we are going to pray together. The Bible says that if you agree, two or three of you touching any one thing in my name, it shall be done. That's why this is a custom here at Lakewood Church, that we would come together and agree together for the things that God has promised us in our lives. So right now, prayer partners, if you would, come to the front of your sections. If you need prayer, go ahead and step out into the aisle and come to the front of your section as well. You may be seated. Join with us in prayer if you're watching online or listening on CBSXM. We thank you so much for doing that. And know this, that there is a church in Houston, Texas that is praying for you. Thank you, Father. His hands kind welcomes home. Come to the arms of grace. He is left you, and he Jesus. 
fucking sound good this morning. We're so glad to have you here and everything. You know, yesterday was uh, an incredible day overall. Yesterday, yes, our champions walk and roll and resource. Fair. Amen. And uh, I love our mm-hmm. pastors, you know, Pastor Joel and Victoria. Anytime that any of our ministers.
makes such a difference, and you know, it's because we're all here together. Yes. I mean, everybody yes. can't be up on the platform today. You know, I'm as good looking as I am, but you can't be up on the platform. <laughs> no, seriously, you know, we all have different ministries. Yes. Some people's ministry is to support. You yeah. know, how can we have funds if we can't go? And some of them volunteer and helping in different areas, singing in the choir, ushering, doing things that nobody ever sees. Yes. In a minute, anyway. <laughs> hey, don't forget this this Thursday, Friday, Saturday is our Spark Marriage Conference. There's gonna be thousands of people here. If you want to strengthen your marriage, wow, what a great time. It's a world-class conference that we put on right here at Lakewood. So I hope you'll sign up and we'll have something good for you always here at Lakewood. But anyway, I better get going, y'all. Here I go. I'm not doing very good yet, but I'm gonna do better. Here I go. <laughs> when you see yourself on the screen, can you give our TV audience a great big Lakewood welcome? God bless you. It's a joy to come into your homes. And if you're ever in our area, please stop by and be a part of one of our services. I promise you, we'll make you feel right at home. Yes. I like to start with something funny. And I heard about these three men that were out in the wilderness. They came to this violent, raging river and needed to get to the other side. The first man prayed, God, please give me the strength to make it across. And poof, God gave him big arms and strong legs and he was able to swim across in two hours. The next man prayed, God, please give me the strength and the tools to make it across. Poof, God gave him a boat. He was able to row across in 30 minutes. The next man prayed, God, please give me the strength, the tools, and the intelligence to make it across. And poof, God turned him into a woman. <laughs> she looked at the map, hiked five minutes upstream, and walked across the bridge. <laughs> If you're a hundred years old or under, you're welcome. <laughs> young at heart, Lauren's an amazing worship leader and minister, and our pastors Nick and Summer will have a couple thousand young adults. Monday night, my sister Lisa's teaching in the Bible study. Wednesday night, Pastor Nick Nielsen always has something good for you here at Lakewood. Once again, we're honored to have you here today. I want to talk to you today about don't settle for less. Amen. All of us have dreams God's put in our heart promises that we're believing to come to pass but too often when it's taken longer than we thought because we didn't get the promotion our health hasn't improved our child isn't making good decisions 
we get discouraged and quit believing for the fullness of what's in our heart. It's easy to water down what God's promised us. Well, I don't like this job, but at least I'm employed. It's good enough. I was believing for a nice house, but I guess this apartment will do. I was hoping to get well, but I've learned to live with this sickness. At least I'm okay. But okay is not who you were created to Amen. be. Amen. Good enough is not your destiny. That's right, that's right. The enemy can't stop God's plan for your life. Okay. But he will do his best to convince you to settle along the way. Mm. If you're going to become all you were created to be, there has to be a fire in your spirit. You have to keep a holy determination. Amen. A resolve that says, I refuse to settle for less than what God promised me. You have to make up your mind. You're not going to be talked out of it. Amen. You're not going to water it down. You're not going to let good enough be good enough. Mm -hmm. Maybe taking longer than you thought. Maybe more difficult. The good news is what God promised you is still in the way. Not a watered down version. Not a get by promotion. Not an okay marriage. Not a partial healing. Not a good enough job. Know exactly what God promised you. What you were believing for before the bad breaks, before the delays, is still in route. God doesn't abort a dream. He doesn't get talked out of a promise. He doesn't water down what he's spoken to us. Now maybe the reason you're not seeing this favor is you've settled. You've accepted that your dream is not going to happen. Your health is not going to improve. You'll never get out of debt. As long as you think that way, it will limit your life. I'm asking you to pull up your stakes, pack up your belongings. Mediocrity is not your home. Good enough is not your destiny. Getting by is not where you belong. You may be there now, but it's not your permanent location. Don't settle for an okay job. An okay marriage, okay health, an okay life. Yes, we should be content, yes. but you shouldn't be satisfied with less Amen. than what you know God's yes, put in your Yes, home. yes, But too often, instead of stirring our faith up and believing for the best, we move the goalpost back to justify what we're seeing. Mm. Well, I can't seem to break this addiction, but if I can learn to manage it, that's good enough. I'll never accomplish my dream, but I've gone as far as my co-worker. That's not too bad. Oh, instead of adjusting the goal to fit what you think is going to happen, why don't you leave the goal out there and say, God, I don't know how it can work out. I don't know my, how my health will improve, how my family will be restored. I'm tempted to settle, but God, I know you can make a way where I don't see a way. I know you wouldn't have promised this if you weren't going to bring it to pass. So I'm not going to get stuck here. I'm going to keep believing. I'm going to keep dreaming. I'm going to keep stretching my faith. Genesis 15. God told Abraham he was going to have a son. The problem was Abraham was 75 years old. His wife Sarah was 65. They had never had children. Sarah had been barren all these years. Now she had gone through the change of life. In the natural, there was no chance. Year after year went by with no sign of a baby. Every thought told them, Abraham, you must have heard God wrong. 
You're both way too old. It's never going to happen. Sarah finally told Abraham to sleep with her maid. She thought that's the only way they could have a baby. It seemed so impossible, she watered down the promise. She reduced it to what she thought could happen. Many times we do like Sarah. When God speaks something to us, instead of coming up to his level, believing for the unusual, the uncommon, the extraordinary, we bring it down to our level. When I first got the news that the compact center was coming available, the rockets were moving out, something came alive on the inside. I knew this building was supposed to be ours. Even though I was excited in my spirit, my mind said, there's no way we'll get the building. It's too expensive. The city will never let a church have it. I was tempted to water it down. Voices whispered, Joel, come back to your senses. Don't get your hopes up. It's never going to happen. It's easy to get talked out of the great things God has in store. There will be times God speaks things to your spirit that don't make sense to your mind. <laughs> Sarah, you're never going to have a baby at 80. Joel, you'll never get the basketball <laughs> arena. Dodie, you'll never beat terminal cancer. Just accept it. You'll never write your book. Never start your business. Never build that children's home you're dreaming about. You don't have the resources. You may not, but God does. Amen. He's not asking you to figure it out. He's asking you to believe. Why don't you take the limits off of him? Well, Joel, I don't have any good reason to get my hopes up. It seems so unlikely, so impossible. Let me give you one great reason the Most High God is on your side. You wouldn't be hearing this if he wasn't about to do something unusual, mm. uncommon, mm. something that you didn't see coming. Glory. You can't explain it. Does it make sense? Mm -hmm. People will scratch their heads thinking, how did you beat the sickness? I saw the medical report. How did your business take off so fast? You didn't have the connections. No, but you have the favor. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. You have blessing on your life. Yes. What he promised you will come to pass. Yes. Not a watered down version. Not a get by version. Not a good enough version. No, get ready for the fullness of what God said. Amen. Make room in your thinking for the abundant, overflowing, more than enough life that belongs to you. But the mistake Sarah made is she reduced the promise to what made sense to her. Okay. Abraham, I'm 80 years old. I'm sure God didn't mean I was going to have a baby. Let me find the maid. You can have a baby with her and we'll call that our child. You don't have to take up for God. You don't have to, try, have to try to make sure he doesn't look bad. In case he doesn't come through. Let me help him out. God doesn't need that kind of Amen. help. He flung stars into space. He spoke rules into existence. Come on now. He's not at a loss at how he's going to turn your situation around. At how he's going to bring your child back on course. At how he's going to open a door for your business. Don't reduce it to what makes sense to you. Don't, don't let what you don't have talk you out of what God does have. Amen. Get in agreement with him. Amen. God, this seems impossible to me, but I know you can do the impossible. Mm -hmm. God, I'm looking at it in the natural, but I know you're a supernatural God. Mm -hmm. 
You can take me where I can't go on my own. The three Hebrew teenagers in the scripture, they were about to be thrown into a fiery furnace because they wouldn't bow down to the king's golden idol. The guards tied their hands and feet with cords. They were thrown into the furnace bound. They should have instantly been killed. Mm -hmm. The fire was so hot when the guards threw them in, they the guards burned. lost their lives. Mm -hmm. A little while, the king came to check on them and said, didn't we throw three men in bound? Mm. I see four men mm. lose. One looks like the son of God. Here's my point. You may feel like your hands are tied today. You've done everything you can. You've worked hard. You've been your best. You prayed. You believed. But it doesn't seem like it's going to work out. Looks like you've reached your limits. The good news is God's hands are not tied. Uh -huh. He's not limited by what's limiting us. I believe today some cords are being broken. Some chains are coming off. What's restricted you in the past has lost its grip. That addiction that's held you back, the sickness, the financial difficulty, the trouble at work. This is a new day. The fourth man in the fire has shown Hallelujah. up. Hallelujah. You are coming out. Not bound, but loose. Free, healed, promoted, vindicated with that dream that you're believing for. Now start seeing yourself free. See yourself breaking the addiction. See yourself rising to new levels. Fulfilling your purpose. Your hands are not tied anymore. God is releasing you into new levels of your destiny. Abraham slept with Sarah's maid, and they had a son that they named Ishmael. And they loved Ishmael. They were happy to have him, but he was not the promised child. Mm. No disrespect to him, but Ishmael represents a spirit of good enough. Mm. This is not what I was believing for, but it's close. It's good enough. I'm not completely well, but at least I'm better, Joel. It's good enough. I was hoping to get that management position. It didn't work out. This other job is good enough. You don't have to settle. God is not going to give you a substitute blessing. <laughs> He's not into counterfeit. Yes, Lord. He's not into making do. Glory he to is God. the real thing coming. Yes. <laughs> now, you may have some good enough areas in your life, but don't stop there. Don't let that spirit of good enough cause you to be satisfied. You have to keep stretching your faith. Keep believing for the fullness of what God promised. 25 years after God told Abraham he would become a father. Ishmael was now 13 years old. Oh, wow. God came to him again and said in Genesis 17, Sarah is going to bear you a son. Mm. When he heard this, the scripture says he fell on his face laughing. Mm. Saying, God, I'm 100 years old now. Sarah is 90. How could she possibly have a baby at that age? Seems so far out, so impossible. He went on to say, may Ishmael enjoy my inheritance. He was saying, God, I'm okay with good enough. I'm fine with this substitute blessing. He was moving the goalpost. God said, Abraham, I am not a God that gives good enough blessings. You may be satisfied with the lookalike, 
with a make do mm. I love Ishmael but I didn't say your maid was going to have a son I said Sarah is going to have That's a son it. Wow. she will give birth within a year and you will call him Isaac mm. but even though Abraham settled for Ishmael even though they settled having a baby a different way God said in effect I don't settle I don't get talked out of what I promised. You may water it down, but I am true to my word. Amen. What God has spoken over you will come to pass. Not partially, not in a roundabout way, not through your cousin, not to where you say that was good enough. God is going to surprise you. Oh, glory. Do it even though it seems too late. Okay. Even though you've made mistakes. Even though you've already accepted that Ishmael is good enough, God is saying, get ready, Isaac is coming. Amen. For some of you, like God told them, by this time next year, you're going to see something God promised that you've written off. Something that you've already accepted is too late now. Hallelujah. You've settled, but you don't know what God is up to. Mm. He said, have I spoken it and shall I Yes, glory to God. At 90 years old, against all odds, Sarah gave birth to a son. They named him Isaac. She looked at him and said, who would have ever thought an old lady like me could have a baby? God wow. has some of these who would have ever thought blessings coming your way. Wow. Blessings you can't explain. Favor that doesn't make sense. Who would have ever thought we'd be having church in the former compact center? <laughs> Who would have ever thought you would lead your company in sales? Who would have ever thought you would have a baby when you were told you couldn't have children? Who would have ever thought you could pay your house off this soon? What am I saying? Don't settle for a watered-down version of what God promised Amen. you. There are dreams God has whispered to you in the night. Things so big you haven't told anyone. Like Abraham, it's so unlikely you could laugh. Take me, be free from this addiction. Everyone in my family struggles with it. Me have overflow in my finances, have more than enough. Or me be healthy, in shape, energetic. That may seem far out. It would be easy to discount it. God wouldn't have promised it if he wasn't going to bring it to pass. Don't do like Abraham and Sarah, at least at the first, and talk about how impossible it is. They settled for Ishmael while God was waiting to bring Isaac. Maybe that's why it took 25 years. Are you settling for Ishmael's, for good enoughs? Are you watering down what God's promised, talking yourself into it? Isaac represents something that you've never seen. Isaac is more than you can imagine, the greatness of God's favor. What would happen if we would say, God, I've seen Ishmael. God, yes. you've been good to me, but I believe Isaac is coming. Yes. Lord, I want to thank you for the fullness of my destiny. Thank you for opening doors no man yes, can shut. Yes. Thank you for bringing promises to pass that seem impossible to me. Thoughts will tell you all the reasons why it's not going to happen. You're too old. You're too young. The obstacle's too big. You don't have the experience, the talent. None of that stops our God. One touch of his favor and you'll see Isaac. A friend of mine works in commercial real estate. She had this large piece of property 
on sale for one of her clients for more than 20 years. The owner wasn't in any big hurry to sell it. It was right on the main freeway. Over the years, she kept raising the price from several million to 12 million to over 20 million. People told her it would never sell for that amount, that she was wasting her time. But several months ago, she brought a large check to the ministry. It was the tithe of the commission Whoa. from selling that property. Whoa. She said, I've never been to school for this. I don't have the training. But when this company called that wanted to buy it, I met with their attorneys. I was very nice, but I said our price was firm. They said, fine, we'll give you what you're asking. Whoa. She sold the property. Praise God. What's interesting is 15 years earlier, she had given a $100 check to a young man in our ministry. She sowed that as a seed and said, God, I want to be able to give more. That dream was planted in her heart. When she sold the property, this new gift was a thousand times what she had given. Amen. God knows how to bring yes. ice. He said in Deuteronomy, I will make you a thousand times more than you are. We hear that and think, no way for me. Nobody in my company makes that much. Your job is not your source. It's God is easy. your source. Yes. Now, you may have seen Ishmael. God's been good to you, but there are some far out things in your future. Goals and dreams that you can't accomplish in the natural. It's going to take the supernatural. Yes. The good news is God knows how to do things out of the ordinary. Things that you couldn't make happen. Things that will amaze you. But sometimes the reason we settle is life hasn't turned out the way we thought. We've gone through disappointments. Unfair things have happened. Now we've lost our passion. This is what happened to Abraham's father. His name was Terah. He had three sons. One of those sons, a young man named Haran, died at an early age. Terah went through this great disappointment of losing a son. Years later, God told him to leave where he was living and go to Canaan, the promised land. He packed up his belongings. He got his family. He started out that way. But when he came to the city of Haran, the same name as the son he lost, instead of passing through it, instead of continuing on to the promised land, the scripture says Terah settled in the city of Haran. Wow. He started out good. But when he got to the place that reminded him of the loss of his son, okay. the place of disappointment, he got so discouraged that he gave up on his dreams. Terah could have become the father of our faith. He was the original one God wow. told to go to the promised land, not Abraham. But because of this loss, he chose to settle. Okay. Yeah. If you're going to reach your destiny, you have to dig down deep and say, yes, I've been hurt, yes. but I'm not settling here. Right. I've gone through disappointments, right. but I'm not settling in self-pity. I've been betrayed, but I'm not settling in bitterness. I lost a loved one. It was painful, but I'm not settling in despair. I know God has beauty for these ashes. I know weeping endures for a night, but joy is coming in the morning. The truth is, We've all had bad breaks. We can all find a reason to live bitter, offended, sour. But if you will refuse to settle on the other side of that hurt, 
is a new level of your destiny. You have to press past the pain, press past the disappointments, press past the lonely nights, thoughts telling you it's never going to work out. You've seen your best days. What if my father would have settled in poverty the way he was raised? I wouldn't be up here. Mm. What if my mother would have settled in despair when she was diagnosed with terminal cancer? She wouldn't be alive. Mm. What if Joseph would have settled in bitterness, betrayed by his brothers? He would have never become the prime minister of Egypt. What if Ruth in the scripture would have settled in discouragement after she lost her husband? She would have never met Boaz. They would have never had a son that would become the great-grandfather of King, of David. King David. She would have never been in the family line of mm. Jesus. Amazing things await you <laughs> if you just don't see Amen. You may have gone through disappointments. Life has thrown you a curve. You have to get your fire back. Yeah. God didn't bring you this far to leave you. Your greatest days in your health, in your marriage, in your career, in your finances, are still in front of you. But the enemy would love for us to do like Abraham's father. Get so discouraged, so disappointed, that we settle on the way to our destiny. That we miss the fullness of what God has in store. He's okay if you have Ishmael. He doesn't want you to have Isaac. Mm. This is what happened with the Israelites. God delivered them out of slavery. They traveled through the desert and made it next door to the promised land. God told them he would give them the victory. But when they saw how big the people were, they heard all the negative reports. <laughs> the scripture says they were too discouraged to believe. Instead of going in and taking the land, they settled out in the desert. And yes, God took care of them out there. He provided for their needs. They saw Ishmael, but they never saw Isaac. I believe many of you are camped next door to your promise. <laughs> you are on the verge of seeing a new level Amen. of blessing and favor. The real question is, are you going to settle there? Mm -mm. Or are you going to stir your faith up and say, no, I've come too far to yes, stop now. Yes, I may have had this sickness a long yeah. time, but I know God is restoring health unto me. I will live and not die. I will prosper and succeed. Yes. As for me and my house, we will yes, serve the Lord. Lord. I know today I am not looking at settlers. I'm looking at overcomers. Yes. I'm looking at more than conquerors. I am looking at victors, not victims. Now, maybe not settling means going back to school, getting training so your gifts can come out in a new way. It may mean developing your business plan. Yes. Meeting with mentors to bring about your goal. Not settling for you may mean joining a support group to help break the addiction. Not learning to live with it, but getting the help you need. It may mean putting more effort into your marriage. Spending more time with that person God's given you to love. Not settling could mean going up to the gym. Not watching television at night, taking walks through the park, being proactive Amen. to get back in shape. I wonder where you would be in 10 years if you just don't settle. Amen. You don't know the doors God's going to open. Oh, Who knows the people he's going to bring, the giants you're going to defeat.
the dreams you're going to accomplish. A more sobering question is where will you be in 10 years if you do settle? What will you miss if you settle for mediocrity? Settle for dysfunction, settle in bitterness, settle in addictions, you will miss who you were created to be. Friends, your future is way too important to settle where you are. God has your Isaacs. He's already lined up your good breaks, the healing, the business, the freedom. Now do your part and don't let good enough become good enough. Stir up your passion. Go after the destiny that belongs to you. Our attitude should be, I am not settling I'm next not door settling to my promised land. I am going I in. Am going I'm in. going to become all I was created to be. If you will do this, I believe and I declare believe. Isaac is coming. Isaac is Something coming. more than you've imagined. New levels in your career. Freedom from addictions. Problems turning around. Healing. Breakthroughs. Abundance. Yes. The fullness yes. of your destiny. Yes. In, Jesus, in name. Jesus' name. Amen and amen. If you receive it, can you say amen today? Amen. Let's pray together. If you have five minutes, wow. please stick with me if you wow. can. But Lord, thank you for what we've thank heard today. I know it falls on great ground. Yes. Faithful people here at Lakewood. So many watching and listening. Lord, I'm sure all of us in some way have settled in some area. Lord, I just ask that you would let us know what it is before we leave. And I make a commitment for all yes. of us. We're not going to settle anymore. Even though it may look impossible, we know you can do the impossible. We're taking the limits off of you. Lord, I thank you. Just as I prayed and declare, we will become all you've created us to be. No terrors in here, but we're looking at Abraham's in here. Lord, I thank you that we'll make it into the to our promised land in Jesus' name. With our heads bowed in prayer, if your heart stopped beating in the next few minutes, are you at peace with God? Do you know where you'd spend eternity if you died a little while from here, a little while from now? If not, I would love to pray with you. I'm not here to condemn anybody. I'm here to help you find a new beginning. I know this comes from a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. In just a moment, if you're not at peace with the Lord, or maybe you are a Christian, but you've grown cold toward God, you know you need to rededicate your life to Christ. You need a fresh new start. If that's you, in just a moment, I'm going to ask you to take a step of faith and stand right where you are, and we'll pray together. I can't think of a better time to get on the road to victory than right now. The good news, God is not mad at you. Your sins have already been forgiven. All you have to do is accept the free gift of Christ's salvation. Will you do it this morning? The enemy in your thoughts will tell you, do it next week, do it another time. Listen, the Bible says, today is the day of salvation. Don't put it off, it's so easy. Well, Joel, it's embarrassing to stand in front of everyone. Listen to what Jesus said. If you won't be ashamed of me before people, then I won't be ashamed of you before my Father in heaven. I'm going to... I'm going to give you a great opportunity to show God that you're not ashamed of Him. If you're not at peace with the Lord, or you just need to rededicate your life, you need a fresh new start, a new beginning. If that's you, 
Would you be bold? Take that step of faith and stand right where you are and we'll pray together. Would you do that? Come on, Echo. Let's give them a hand. As they stand all over the building. Come on, don't come down. I feel like that would be a people. Anybody else be bold? How about the young people? How proud anybody else take a step of faith today? Don't be left out. God bless you. Please remain standing if you don't mind. Let me tell you how proud we are of you. More importantly, let me remind you, the angels are rejoicing in the heavens right now. God saw every one of you step up. It's going to be a new beginning in your life. Why don't we all pray? Everyone that's listening, if you would, please. Lord Jesus, I repent of my sins. Come into my heart. I make you my Lord and Savior. Amen. Let me say one more moment. I want to tell you again how much we love you. I also want to give you a personal invitation and a challenge to come back and be with us on a regular basis. We as new believers, give us the next year of your life. Make a commitment. You're going to come just like you go to work. Whether you feel like it or not, I'll make a promise to you. Your life will never be the same for the better. When you come back next week, bring somebody with you. Pick up a family member, a friend, a co-worker. God can use you to reach them. They may not ever listen to me unless you reach out to them. You can be instrumental in their life being changed. Need anything after service? Some of our staff will be right up here. Anything? I'm going to be that way. I'd love to meet you out in that lobby. If you can't stop by today, whenever you can, it'd be my honor to meet you and your family. But know this. The moment you stood up today, God washed away all your sins, your mistakes, your failures. You are starting with a fresh, clean slate. Write it down in your Bible, August 18, 2019. A new day of victory in your life. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, let's all stand together if you would, please. Thanks for coming out today. How many of you going home better off than you were? Amen. Until we meet again. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord show you his favor and have mercy on you. And may the Lord watch over you and give you his peace. God bless you. We love you very much. Have a great week. See you back real soon.